After hearing from Matt LaFleur and Brian Gutekinds, the Packers organization is sending every signal that they want Aaron Rodgers back in 2023. Does that mean he will be, especially after Rodgers was cryptic in his postgame comments against the Chicago Bears? What that means for the rest of the season? Are we going to see Jordan Love or are we going to see Aaron Rodgers? And who benefits on each side? We have a lot to dig into on today's show. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. I really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Every day. Touchdown. You are locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for the Leap a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Oh boy, this is earlier than I thought we were going to have this conversation, but here we are because Aaron Rodgers... After the game on Sunday, and remember, we taped our live show like as these comments were happening, so we didn't get a chance to talk about them on our live show. Aaron Rodgers was asked if the emergence of Christian Watson was going to affect his future and his decision-making progress. And before I tell you what he said, if you missed it, he was asked this same question a couple months ago about Romeo Dobbs when he looked like he was becoming the Packers' number one receiver. And Aaron Rodgers gave a much more emphatic answer on what that meant and his optimism for it. And it seemed much more likely in that moment that he was saying, yes. Okay. Fast forward to Sunday. He's asked about it. And he tells an anecdote about leaving Cal a year early. He could have come back and he could have played with Marshawn Lynch and Deshaun Jackson. He decided to stay and, or he decided to leave and go to Green Bay. He didn't know he was going to Green Bay, but he decided to leave. And he said he he didn't regret it because it worked out. That's an interesting anecdote to use in that case, right? To talk about a time when you left early because even even with the great talent around you, you left early, bet on yourself, and it turned out really well. Just in a vacuum, that comment alone would seem to portend Rogers' thoughts about going elsewhere, or at least that it has crossed his mind. Yes. If I leave these guys, it could be something where they continue to play well, but I think I'm good enough that it doesn't matter. I'm going to go somewhere and be successful. And then the part that was picked up more widely was about, well, there has to be mutual interest, right? And so that puts the ball in the Packers court. So it's a really It's a really fascinating juxtaposition of two ideas because to me, he's putting two things in front of us. He's saying, yeah, these guys are great, but I think I'm great. He is, by the way. 
And so I'm not, basically I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about if they flourish without me. That's not why I'm making the decision. I'm making the decision about what's best for me. And in that Cal example, it was ultimately best for him. He may not have been Aaron freaking Rogers anywhere but Green Bay. That's possible, surely. But then he says, well, but there has to be mutual interest, which, which presumably is meant to put the ball back in the Packers' court. But the Packers have not been buying that approach, at least. They've not been biting on it for two years now. They have been emphatic. Every time they've been asked the question, do you want Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay? They have said yes. They have said yes. Matt LaFleur asked on Monday after the Aaron Rodgers comments, do you, is there mutual interest? Do you want Aaron Rodgers back? Unequivocally, he said, absolutely. Brian Gutekinst later in the day was asked if he wanted Aaron Rodgers back. He said, yes. And then he was asked about Jordan Love and what, what that was like. He said, they've seen enough on Jordan Love. They're, they're, they have enough information to make a call on his option, which to me means they're picking it up, which is the right thing to do, I think. And they can hold Jordan Love for as long as they need to. They can hold on that on that plan. I don't think they are going to give up on Jordan Love until they absolutely have, feel like they have to because he's either going to get paid or it becomes untenable that Rodgers, and I can't, I can't imagine Rodgers is going to play two more seasons plus like a franchise tag year if they need to. Do, like I, That's just implausible to me. If Jordan Love is not the starter in 2023, I think he'll be the starter in 2024. That is where I am. I think Jordan Love will start for the Green Bay Packers at some point. I think Brian Gutekunst has too much wrapped up in this. There is too much time put in. And by the way, Jordan Love, last time we saw him, looked really good. So this all leads us to important discussions about how to handle the rest of the season. Now, what's interesting about that is there are two competing forces here. The Packers claim to know enough about Jordan Love to make a call on him, which presumes to lead us to conclude. That was a lot of supposition in there. But that, that leads me to conclude anyway, that they have decided he is a starting caliber quarterback. And you know why I've decided that they think that? Because Brian Gutekind said that and then later referred to having two great quarterbacks. At least the front office really, really, really likes Jordan Love. So unless you're going to come give a first or something real, I mean, Brian Gutekind has stiff-armed all of these discussions about trades. No, no, we're not doing it. We're not trading him. And I think that is telling as well. If they already have enough information, then they don't need to see him start. We want to see him start. But it's interesting. We've gotten some of these articles. Oh, the Packers, they have all the information. And I've been saying, well, no, they, yes and no. But I think what, what Brian Gutekind is saying is we know where he is now. We know what the baseline is. And what I have always brought up is this Brian Gutekind's quote about 
he's made all the progress he can make without playing in games. And the games is the next step for him. I still think that's true, but clearly they've decided that what they've seen to date is a starting quarterback. And that with, with more time, with more experience, he can be even better, which to me sounds like a guy that they really like. And unless you get a, a proper trade package, you're just not going to consider moving on from that guy. Quarterbacks are too valuable. They're too hard to find. On the other hand, Brian Gutekind said, we're going to play the guys that give us the best chance to win every week. Presumably, that means Aaron Rodgers. But Aaron Rodgers has already signaled not just a willingness, but perhaps a desire not to play if the games don't mean anything. I think there's a reason for that. We're going to talk about it when we come back. Today's episode brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. It is also my show. I would love for you to come check it out. It's all the big stories in sports in under 20 minutes. Locked On Sports today, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Okay, so Aaron Rodgers... Big-time competitor, we know that, has talked about what it means to go out there and compete even when you're hurt, even if the season is something close to lost. And, okay, so then why wouldn't he, if the organizational directive is continue to try and win games, they clearly don't care about draft position, And I thought Brian Gutekinds had a great answer about that when he was talking about culture. You want to win every game. You want to try to win every game because it is about culture. Absolutely right. We talked about this the other day. We've talked about this last week. We talked about it in our post-game show. It is important that everyone on this team is as focused on winning as they can be for as long as, as they can be. And that is not probably Jordan Love. So why would Aaron Rodgers want to sit? I'll tell you, thanks for asking. (laughs) Because if Aaron Rodgers does get hurt, even more hurt than he already is, ribs, hand, you know, thumb, although he said the thumb is almost a non-issue and the ribs should be better after the bye. This is a guy that played on a broken leg. It's the guy who's torn his ACL, who's broken his collarbone. You have a serious injury in a game that doesn't mean anything, that doesn't add anything. Like Rodgers wants to get to the playoffs again because he wants to get to the playoffs again to get another shot at this. 
He understands his legacy is on the line. Every game they lose is a little paper cut to his legacy because it makes it more and more likely that they miss the playoffs in a year where he was mostly healthy and played every game. That will be now twice in the last four years that that would have happened. And that doesn't, it doesn't look great. And it would only amplify the calls from Packer fans to move on, to bring in Jordan Love. So instead, you say, look, we're mathematically eliminated. I think the best thing for the team, and this is certainly how you can frame it if you want, is for Jordan Love to play and get reps and get opportunities. He needs this. And you can, you can sell that to the team. Aaron Rodgers, hey, look, I've been banged up all year. We're out of it. I still want us to go try and win games. But I think the thing that makes the most sense for us right now today is Jordan Love. And the reason you would do that is because if you get hurt, you are undermining any leverage you have this offseason. Because this contract is difficult to work with. It would require cooperation with Aaron Rodgers to trade him. It would require cooperation with Aaron Rodgers on the salary cap if he were to retire and not blow up their cap. If he retires before June 1, it blows up their cap in 2023. So you need Aaron Rodgers to be playing ball here. And so if Rodgers says, no, I want to sit, then if you're the Packers, you're going, great. Because now here are more data points with Jordan Love. And maybe maybe he does play well enough that someone wants to give you something for, for Jordan Love of value, of real value. Or maybe, or maybe he plays well enough that someone calls and offers you the moon for Aaron Rodgers. That's not crazy. So... If you're Rodgers, you're going, there's no reason for me to risk the future of my career. Basically, risk getting to make the decision about what I do next year in games that don't mean anything toward my legacy. And I, 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 I suppose you could take that if you just clipped what I just said and you know, put it in a, in a sentence. You'd say, okay, well, you could read that as a criticism of Rodgers. It's not. I, I am making the case right now, that this is the smart thing for him to do. Is for him to say, if we're out of it, I'm out. I'm not, not I'm out of town, but just like, I'm, I'll sit. Because you have this guy, and because I know in the off season, I have to maintain as much leverage as possible to try and, whether it's extend my contract or, if I want to go somewhere else to have the leverage to force a trade, all those things, it is all important in the way that you frame what is going to happen this spring. And the Packers, this is, this is I made this half joke that what are the chances that the Packers and Aaron Rodgers are just the couple that knows that they should break up, but neither one wants to be the one that breaks up. And so they're just going to stay together for two years more than they should. And then time will just handle it. I sort of wonder if that's where we are. Because Aaron Rodgers has been banged up this season. Did not We all know he did not play to his standard this year. The public criticisms were louder than ever of teammates. Didn't, didn't sit well with everyone in that locker room. 
Rodgers is getting older, which means he's getting further away from his young teammates. We saw this with Brett Favre. That age gap matters. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is going to be 40 next year, and they're going to pick a rookie who's 21, 22, 23, and there's going to be the the amount of difference between the two of them is like going to be the age of someone who's old enough to vote. That's a huge difference. How many how many people do you know that you're good friends with are 18 years older than you or more that aren't like your parents? At a certain point, it becomes more difficult or at least more and more difficult, increasingly difficult. All of these things are, are factors here. Now, I'm surely if Aaron Rodgers wants to go somewhere else, especially a place that either is not winning or hasn't won in a while or hasn't won recently, that his voice would be heard, all that stuff. I mean, he can certainly make the case to himself and he make it to me, I'll listen, uh, that he can he can go and just win somewhere like Matthew Stafford did, like Tom Brady did. Or at least have that option for himself. He has maximized his options each of the last two springs. Do I want to get traded? Do I want to stay? Do I want to retire? Retirement is not really on the table. I've been saying that for two years. It's too much money. Two years ago, he would have had to give money back. Uh, and then this year, he's walking away from potential $60 million. Now, they can they can do some things with that deal and move money around and, and make it easier to, to manage in the coming years, all that stuff. Aaron Rodgers wants to maintain his leverage, and he should. Again, not a criticism. He should. I would in that situation. And so that's why it actually... If you're Aaron Rodgers and the Packers say, we think you should play, you might be going, no. No, you don't want to, you don't want it to be a thing and all that stuff. But at the same time, I don't, I don't think it would be contentious because I think the Packers would happily say, okay, then Aaron Jordan Love is going to play. You don't want to play? Cool. They'll go, hey, Aaron, what do you want to do? And and Rodgers has earned the right to make this call. We talked about this in, in the leap on Monday, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Was this the proper send-off for Aaron Rodgers if it was his last time playing the Bears in, in Chicago? And I was like, well, he's earned the right to say, this is when I'm, I want to walk away. He's earned the right to say, okay, if we're going to do the if we're going to do this and I'm going to sit, then let's do the Rams. Because at least it's a home game. The Packers could be mathematically eliminated by then, but it's it's pretty unlikely. I haven't run all the scenarios. We're actually going to talk about playoff scenarios to finish. But there's a lot of competing purposes here. And it's going to be fascinating to see how they all play out on the field and off it. This episode is brought to you by Audible. Audible is releasing a slate of new football podcasts that we're sure you're going to love. That's why you'll be able to find a sneak peek of Block Forever available on Locked On NFL right now. Block Forever is a brand new podcast from former NFL All-Pro Ryan Khalil and Audible. He takes conversations about football to the next level. He gives football fans an insider's look at the game through the eyes of the greatest players and personalities of all time. Guys like Christian McCaffrey. New episodes of Block Forever will be recorded and released every week ahead of Thursday Night Football. Guest topics include player psyches, sports betting, playing through pain, being a leader. Available for free on Audible or wherever you get podcasts. Head over to Locked On NFL for a sneak peek of Block Forever to catch or catch the full series available anywhere you get podcasts. Available everywhere now Audible, get in the game. 
Thank you for making Locked On Packers your first listen. I forgot what show we were doing for a second. For your next listen, check out Locked On Sports today, because that's also my show. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. So I was going over the playoff scenarios. It's bleak. Um, but so here's here's how it can work. The Packers have to win out. And you need a couple things to happen. You need either both or one of the Giants and Commanders. I always forget what their name is because I've just called them the Washington football team for so long. To go eight, eight and one. Can't get to nine and eight. They can go, you know, because of the one, because of the tie, that screws things up. And they play one more time. And then you need the other team, the team that wins that game to lose all their games. So you need one of them to basically lose out. And then the other one that wins that game between them to also lose out. Now, in the case of the commanders, that seems more likely given their schedule. Um, and the Giants... Don't quite actually have to do it the same sort of way, but but this is, there's a lot of permutations of this. Cheering against those teams from here on out. And then if the Seahawks also finish nine and eight, but lose to the Panthers, then the Packers can actually get the six seed. So the, the, the Seahawks one is more complicated. They have, I think, an easier schedule. If you're looking at the commanders, the commanders could legitimately lose every game. The problem with that is then the Giants have a bunch of winnable games. No, they don't. They don't have a bunch of winnable games, but they have some winnable games. And so then if they, because of this tiebreaker situation, the Packers really needed to beat the Commanders and the Giants, teams that they were beating by double digits and not having those wins ends up being a really big deal. It ends up being a really big deal. Now, okay, maybe maybe you don't care about the playoff race. I get it. But there are still some people. The Packers are still trying to do this thing. And so it's just, I, I, I think if you look at it, it seems like the least likely thing is the Packers winning all their games. Because if the Giants lose out, and the Giants schedule is not easy. It, it's not easy by any means. The Commanders, let's just look at the Commanders' schedule for a second. So I think the Commanders, the second Commanders game is at home. And so they're going to be favored in that game. I actually just frankly think they're flat out the better team. But so they're scheduled the rest of the way the Giants. They've got the Eagles this week. They've got the Commanders in two weeks in, in D.C. They've got the Vikings. They've got the Colts. And they've got the Eagles. So even... If they just beat the Colts but lose every other game, and that, that Giants game is at home, if they just beat the Colts and lose every other game, that's fine. But then Washington also has to go 0-3 against Cleveland, San Francisco, and Dallas. That seems pretty plausible. That seems pretty plausible. The Giants are not going to be favored Against Philly. They're not going to be favored against the Commanders. They're not going to be favored in Minnesota or in Philly. Now, Philly, that January 8th game, they might have the one seed locked up. They probably will. 
And so they won't have to play anybody. Are they going to want to not have two weeks in a row? Different teams have different ideas about what that means and, and how that works. Are they going to want to let a division rival into the postseason? Remember, the Bears did this in 2010. They could have beat the Packers in the last week of the season, and the Packers would have been out. They, they played a pretty terrible game, the Bears did. Played all their starters and still played pretty terrible. And then you have what happened. And what happened, Peter? The Packers won the Super Bowl by going to Chicago in the NFC Championship game and winning. So the Giants and Washington losing out, that's that could happen. That could really happen. Then you got to beat the Rams. You're going to be favored against the Rams. Not going to be favored in Miami. But you've got home for Minnesota. And you've got home for Detroit. You're going to be favored in those games. So, and, and Minnesota might not have anything to play for in that game either. And so I know that there's going to be people going, well, but are they really a playoff caliber team? Maybe not, but who is? San Francisco, the big bad. They got Brock Purdy at quarterback until further notice. You already beat the Cowboys. You went toe-to-toe with the Eagles in a game where Aaron Rodgers didn't play half the fourth quarter. And so uh, who is going to scare you, the Vikings? I don't, I don't think the Vikings are, are scary. Two Minnesota and a 2-7? Vikings fans would be apoplectic about that. This is, this is starting to feel very similar to 2019 when that was exactly the scenario where Packer fans were going, oh my God, please don't. Please don't have it be the Vikings. Because everyone knew that team was just as good as Green Bay that year, even though Green Bay was 13-3. and three. The Vikings had played them tough. We knew that that Packers team was not quite a 13-3 and three team. And the Vikings were a kind of team where you're just going, they, they might on pure talent be better. Now it's still Kirk Cousins, all that stuff. And that's why going there is not going to scare you, even without Rashawn Gary, all that stuff. Like Romeo Dobbs is going to be back. Christian Watson, those guys together with all of these other players. Devondre Campbell getting back. Kingsley and Bar- like this is This is a team that has a chance to round into form the last month. And actually make a run. With all that being said, that this just guarantees they're going to lose to John Wolford in two weeks at home. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow. Lily Zhao is how you doing. We're going to have our friends. Um, no, we're not. I'm just like on autopilot here. Um, no, no crossover Thursday because there's no episode. So we're going to have an extra interview. Um, I've had some suggestions on who that's going to be. Send me more if you have thoughts, if you have takes, let's hear them. Um, and then I'm thinking maybe even one more interview for Friday. Just let's have some, let's have a lot of fun on this show. Let's do it. So follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Send me some suggestions there. Um, hit me up. My DMs are open, so come hang out. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, we're going to have a lot of content coming up the next two weeks and we get to preview the Rams. It does look like it's going to be Wolford as long as he's healthy. Um Matthew Stafford has a spinal cord contusion, which sounds pretty bad. So um, not great for him, but but good for the Packers if they want to keep winning, which apparently they do. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to come hang out with us live, you can do that most Fridays during the season and after the games on our YouTube page with Lockdown Packers to stay 